we're going to do now is go back, way back. How far back are we talking? Like 1996. Oh, that was a good year. Well, for Sony. What's up, guys? I'm Kim. And I'm Xander. And we're mixing it up this week on the podcast with a geek primer. This week, we're going to be talking about the Sony Marvel dispute over Spider-Man and breaking it down for you. Which the Marvel fandom is absolutely devastated about. But before everyone starts pointing fingers, we here at Geek Prime think it's really important that we understand what we're talking about. Yeah, we're going to break down the history of the Sony Marvel dispute. We're going to revisit when Spidey got his groove back and rejoined the MCU. We're going to discuss the current dispute. And then we're going to assess what we know about the future of Spider-Man. Okay, so you're saying about 1996. Yeah, 1996. That's when Marvel declared bankruptcy, which is crazy to think about considering the huge monolithic company that it is now. But yeah, there are a lot of bad business decisions, bad investments, the comic book bubble burst, and Marvel was really riding the struggle bus. So they basically tried to sell everything they could in order to stay afloat. In 1998, an exec at Sony Pictures approached Marvel looking to secure the rights to Spider-Man and just Spider-Man. Now, because Marvel was so desperate for cash, current chairman and former CEO of Marvel, Ike Perlmutter, actually had a counteroffer that could have changed the Marvel Universe as we know it. He offered Sony the rights to all, yes, you heard it right, all of Marvel's entire catalog of characters. You got Iron Man, you got Thor, you got Captain America, you got Black Panther for just $25 million. Well, that sounds like a steal. It does today, but the exec took this back to the powers that be at Sony, who basically said, nobody gives a shit about any of the other Marvel characters, we just want Spider-Man. Looking back on it now, that just seems dumb, but the Sony execs were kind of right. There wasn't enough fanfare around all the other heroes, which would make this actually a really risky investment. And that, kids, is how I met your... No, that's how Sony acquired Spider-Man for $10 million dollars while Marvel got 5% of any Spider-Man movie's gross revenue and half the revenue from consumer products. Okay, so that's the deal for Spider-Man. Then what happened? So Sony got to work, and we got the Sam Raimi movies. You know, the one with 27-year-old high schooler Tobey Maguire? Well, they eventually got Andrew Garfield in there. Oh, you mean the 29-year-old high schooler. Okay, so how old is Tom Holland? Well, he's 23 now, but at least he was 19 when he debuted as Peter Parker. But that's not the point. The point is, he's the best live-action, big-screen Spider-Man of all time, and you can fight me on that. I'll pass. Uh, so how do we get from Tobey Maguire to Tom Holland's best big-screen Spider-Man of all time? Okay, so if Marvel and Sony were two people in a relationship, their Facebook profiles would say it's complicated. And this complicated relationship got even more complicated in 2011, when Sony needed a little extra cash, so they sold the Spider-Man merchandising rights back to Marvel. This basically reinforces the symbiotic relationship between Sony and Marvel, because even though Sony and Marvel consciously uncoupled in 2008, they pretty much have shared custody of poor Peter Parker. Okay, so how did Marvel get Spider-Man back? Alright, here's where it gets really juicy. Remember back in 2015 when Sony Pictures got hacked and a bunch of their emails were publicly released? Yeah. Well, on October 30th, Sony Pictures president Doug Belgrad sends an email to Sony Pictures chief Amy Pascal, seeding the idea of Disney's Marvel Studios producing a new Spider-Man trilogy in which Sony would hold on to, quote, creative control, marketing, and distribution of the films. But that plan never came about, so they kind of just let it go. Now, the Spider-Man franchise wasn't doing so hot at the time. The Amazing Spider-Man 2, one of the Andrew Garfield films, totally tanked at the box office. Maybe coincidental, but it was also the only Spider-Man movie at the time not overseen by producer Laura Ziskin. 
it did so badly, in fact, that they delayed the planned Amazing Spider-Man 3. We were going to get an Amazing Spider-Man 3 until 2018 before they eventually just killed it all together. Okay, so this goes into the MCU era on Marvel's end. Yeah. So the once floundering Marvel got that big Disney energy, making over $4 billion at the box office with Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor, who eventually became the Avengers. That origin story we'll save for another day. So it was a mild yet sunny summer day in 2014. Actually, I wouldn't know. I wasn't there. But apparently in summer 2014, uh, Sony chief Amy Pascal sat down with Kevin Feige for lunch to pitch her on letting Marvel produce the next Spider-Man movie. Amy Pascal was so offended that she actually threw her sandwich at him and told him to get the f*** out. But I guess it was mostly a joke since they eventually struck a deal. So, on February 9th, 2015, Spider-Man finally got the green light to appear in an upcoming MCU film, Captain America Civil War. Under the terms of the new agreement, Sony would continue to fund and have, quote, final creative control over Spider-Man's solo films, but Marvel Studios would produce the films and serve as, quote, creative leads. And that takes us to August 20th, 2019, when news broke of the failed talks between Sony and Marvel over the future of the Spider-Man franchise. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about the current dispute. Yeah. After the massive success of Spider-Man Far From Home, it makes sense that Disney would want a bigger piece of the pie. For a long time, Marvel's top execs resented the 1998 deal that surrendered Spider-Man to Sony, so they were always looking to recover from that. Apparently, this whole renegotiation was instigated by Disney a few months ago. The website Deadline broke the news this week that Disney asked for a 50-50 arrangement between the studios. That's 50% of the funding, but also 50% of the profits, which is pretty aggressive. But that wasn't all. There was a possibility that the deal might extend to other films in the Spider-Man universe, which encompasses potentially 900 Spider-Man-related characters. It's been reported that Sony brought more reasonable offers to the table, but Disney wouldn't budge on this whole 50-50 thing. And frankly, business-wise, this wouldn't have been a smart decision for Sony, so I understand why they walked away. And at the center of all this is Kevin Feige. Yeah, that's what we're really arguing about here. Over the last 10 years, Kevin Feige has overseen the success of 23 superheroes, a track record that surpasses producers like George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, and even Peter Jackson. Yes, he did an amazing job with Infinity Saga, but like they say, anyone can wear the mask. And it doesn't help that this was a weird week for all of this to go down, with the D23 Expo going on and all, where Disney was planning on making a ton of announcements around its Phase 4 and Phase 5 films. All of the Avengers even assembled on stage to talk about their upcoming projects, but a dark cloud likely hung over the panels. So what do the other Avengers think? Well, Elizabeth Olsen, who plays Scarlet Witch, seemed pretty bummed about the news. She's quoted saying, It's really upsetting. He's such an addition. He's such a light and an energy and a humor. And Paul Bettany, who plays her on-screen love interest, Vision, seemed to share that sentiment. Talking about Tom Holland, Bettany said, Having him around on the set at these events, he's such a shining light and always happy. I'm really going to miss him. Aw. Did anyone else weigh in? Sebastian Stan, the MCU's Bucky Barnes, seemed to be in disbelief, saying, We haven't given up hope yet. Let's hopefully have them work it out, because it would be weird to not have him. You have to trust Kevin Feige. Yeah, good luck with that, Sebastian. And Anthony Mackie, a.k.a. The Mac, a.k.a. Falcon, joked that there's no one else to make fun of, indicating that Tom Holland may have taken a little brother role among the group. Haley Atwell, who played Peggy Carter, took a more realistic stance. She told Rolling Stone, It's not always just the happy ending. 
there's got to be the bittersweet reality of people don't always end up where you want them to be or they're not always going to be around. That's an important life lesson to know. It's something every human being faces at some point. So what do you think? I, for one, think that Spider-Man will be just fine in Sony's hands. I also think this is a good time for Spider-Man to break from the Avengers and be his own hero. Far From Home was a nice tribute to his relationship with Iron Man Tony Stark, and as a fan, I appreciate that. Okay, so where does this leave Kevin Feige? Sony's official statement on the issue brought up a good point. With Marvel's recent acquisition of Fox, Kevin Feige actually has his hands full. Rebooting the X-Men, which was my first ever introduction to superheroes, will be a huge undertaking that I would prefer that he focus his energy on, especially considering how much of a flop Dark Phoenix was. And I'm going to take a little detour here and emphasize that Kevin Feige is not the only creative involved in bringing our favorite characters to life. It's a bunch of creative minds that made the Marvel movie successful, including Taiko Waititi, who directed Thor Ragnarok, the Russo brothers, who directed Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame, Joss Whedon, who also worked on the first Avengers movie, Ryan Coogler, director of Black Panther. There's so many more people involved in these movies that we, as the fans, put our trust in to tell the right story. Okay, so what happens to Tom Holland? As for Tom Holland, he still loves us 3,000. At D23, he responded to the breaking news with, All I know is that I'm going to continue playing Spider-Man and having the time of my life. It's going to be so fun however we choose to do it. The future for Spider-Man will be different, but it'll be equally as awesome and amazing, and we'll find new ways to make it even cooler. That's right, Tom Holland is still locked in for at least one more film. Are you sure? Yep. A report from 2016 said... Tom Holland was signed on to play Spider-Man in six films, and he's only done five. Captain America Civil War, Homecoming, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, and Far From Home. I know that one more movie doesn't sound like a lot, but one more movie rounds out this solo trilogy in addition to his Avengers appearances, which is the same run that Captain America and Iron Man got. Okay, so what about the Homecoming and Far From Home director John Watts? Yes, so he's a little trickier of an issue. John Watts is unfortunately not contractually bound for any future Spider-Man projects. He was only supposed to direct Far From Home and Homecoming. And in a move that I consider a little petty, Marvel and Kevin Feige are reportedly courting Watts for another MCU project. So we can only hope that he volunteers to stay on board with Spider-Man and see this whole thing through. After diving into all this, do you have any thoughts for Sony? Yeah, I do. I just want to remind everyone that Sony produced the only Academy Award-winning Spider-Man with Into the Spider-Verse. And it didn't just take home the Oscar, it was also one of the few films from the past few years nominated in the Best Animated Film category that wasn't a Disney Pixar production. And while we love Disney Marvel and we love their various properties, especially the Avengers, but also including Star Wars, the classic Disney animated films, the Disney Channel, we have to acknowledge the huge monopoly that Disney has on the entertainment industry. I'm pretty opinionated about this issue, and to me, there's nothing more heroic than a little spider standing up to a tyrannical mouse. Okay, so any parting thoughts? Like you, I am nervous to see how Sony will continue the saga of our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. But I'm also excited to see him liberated from this tangled web of rights negotiations. Kevin Feige fortunately was able to set Spider-Man on the right path, and I just hope Sony keeps in mind that With great power comes great responsibility. Okay, guys, that's all for this time. Please be sure to send us your comments. You can follow us on Twitter at GeekPrimeX, on Instagram, Geek.Prime, and you can always find us at Geek-Prime.com. See you next time.
more time. Sure. Because it was a little mixing up this week on the podcast. I was doing it on purpose, but I wanted it like that. Oh, you did? 